episode 9 of Two Friendless Friends. My name is Flora and we also have Kelly here. Say hi. Hello. Okay, so... So today's episode is... Actually, you know what? I won't reveal it yet because I came up with this topic and Kelly doesn't know about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... As we do with every episode, we're going to start off with a... A weekly catch-up. A weekly catch-up. Yeah, sure. Okay, Kelly, what have you been up to? Um, so since our last recording, I got a new monitor. And you know what's funny? I don't think I've told you this story, but like, I was talking to people and they were like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm, I'm looking for a monitor. And everyone thought I was getting a PC. But I'm just connecting my laptop to a monitor so I have a bigger screen to work on at home. And I felt I found that one like kind of weird because like. But I think you find it weird because in your head, when you like, you know what you want, so you know exactly monitor means a screen. But I guess like if you were talking about PC, then like you would say, oh, I'll, I'm getting a new computer. But I don't know because yeah, I not just the monitor. I know that you wanted a monitor. That's why like. I can't picture myself thinking about a PC because I already knew you were going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think other than that, nothing much has happened in my life. My life's kind of boring right now because it's just uni work, uni work, uni work. I am dying in uni work. I'm drowning. I've drowned. <laughs> um, okay, so that's a nice update because at least it wasn't like, terrible like it wasn't like oh yeah. my god i'm dying um so what has been going on in the past week for me i guess oh okay so i have um i met these like group of people in uni and although i haven't seen them too often i only seen like them twice one at the speed friending during o week and one actually in uni but i i don't know i just really like them they're so cool um so here's my shout out to vic and eva and the rest of the group actually you know what yeah um and in terms of uni work i am actually dying so that's why i cancelled on tomorrow so Kelly and I were planning on going on a Costco run with a group of friends, Sam, Portia, Jaden, Sonia, Emma, but that never happened. Well, it's not happening, I should say, because, um, yeah, just memberships and stuff. But that's basically, is that the most in- interesting thing that's happened during this week? <laughs> I feel like so much more has happened. Like, uh, what else has happened? Oh, we had the launch event for Med Review, which was <gasps> yeah, launch which actually event. went a lot smoother than I expected, and like the turnout was actually except so for good. the ending part. I think it went really well though. Yeah, like in general, it went really well. Like maybe there were other things that we shouldn't talk about, but um, in general, we. We got more people than we expected because, like, we literally were, like, I don't even know if we were going to hit the 20-person limit that we had booked for. Yeah, I think we were planning, like, 15, and then we ended up having 20-something people who turned up. Yeah, we had more people, and, like, so some people left at different times because they had other stuff on. Mm, yeah. So, like, it ended up being okay. We didn't overfill the um, tables that were booked for us. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was a really, like, chill night. Everyone was, like, getting along pretty well. And I'd say it was a success in my books. Yeah, I'd say it was actually a really good night. And it was so last minute because I was so pissed. Because the forecast said it would rain. And what we originally planned was a barbecue at a park. So we had to last minute change everything and book everything. And then on the night, it didn't rain a single (laughs) bit. Yeah, it didn't rain at all. But honestly, I think I would have preferred... So what we did was we ended up going to Pool, City Heroes. And we just went dinner um, in Haymarket. And our original plan was to go 
barbecue at a park. But I think I would have enjoyed pool more than a barbecue anyway. Plus, I think it probably was cheaper to do pool, right? Yeah, because everyone paid for their own dinner and all we covered was pool. So it ended up being not as like boring of an event, but not as expensive as maybe a barbecue where we would have to provide all the food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, our activities wouldn't be able to live up to, like, people playing pool, no matter how bad we are Oh, at my it. God. We don't even want to go there because, actually, you know what? We have video proof of how bad I am. I started vlogging. <laughs> yeah, you can check out my YouTube channel. It's not even a YouTube channel because I'm not, I'm love- not a YouTuber. I just like vlogging and it just happened to go online. Um... Uh, no, I actually haven't edited it yet, but I probably will somewhere down the road, mm. not anytime soon, because I am dying. We're yeah. too busy. But, okay, um, so what's the question that you had planned for me? Okay, so um, this isn't part of the 36 questions to fall in love with yeah. each other, but um, I forgot the original question that I had planned for ages because it was so long ago. But um, it was a variation of, would you still date me if I was a worm? But I was going to ask you, would you still fr- be friends with me and run a podcast with me if we were oh. worms? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were like, going to say something like, if we had beef or something. I was like, oh my god. Um, if we were worms, yes, I would. Definitely. Because we would both be worms, right? I mean, if what if it was just me as a worm? And you're, like, a normal human, and we're just running a podcast together. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a pretty unique podcast, you know, Flora and her pet worms, <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> yep, and this this is just insight into what goes on in my brain. <laughs> Actually, today I wanted to do something a bit different, which wasn't to... Um, I wasn't planning on doing a 36 question kind of question. It's actually an activity that I planned like 20 minutes ago when I was in the shower because I was trying to think of icebreaker ideas for our meeting, which is in an hour. Um, Just over an hour. Yeah. So, okay. Since you like baking and dessert things, also, guys, you should check mm-hmm. out Kelly's Instagram. dot bakes is that correct no it's just b-a-o-b-a-k-s k-e-s <gasps> there's Bow no bakes. dot i don't think there's a dot i don't even know i'm so inactive on there because even if i do make stuff i'm just not bothered to like lay it to all out it. and like post it because i just don't think the way i don't present things very aesthetically I just make it and I eat it. That's it. <laughs> you just make it and eat it. Okay. Yeah, well, like since, literally. Since you are the baking person, dessert, I will let you choose your favorite um, dessert. So what is your favorite dessert? To eat or to make? Uh, eat, I guess. Oh, to Is the eat? answer different? Uh, I would say macarons are my favorite to eat but to make I don't really have a favorite because I just make whatever I feel like like honestly I'm I haven't made that many things before but um it's just because at home no no one in my family has much of a sweet tooth and I can because like carrying the food to people to like you need to give out and stuff it's such a trek as well as like um i'll be your taster it's just like i don't have as many friends that will congregate together as i did in high school so i'm just not i don't see a point in me kind of making much that's fair yeah it's a waste of um time and energy and cost if you don't really have people to give it like if no one's gonna be there to eat it yeah yeah but i also think like i definitely do have some level of talent yes of course you baking do because like um it was just like i think it's just part of like i could feel it like 
instinctly and like it's just every time I read a recipe I know like if there's something wrong with it on the basic levels and like I can literally edit a recipe and do it the first time it'll still work most of the time there's still like a lot of experimenting but it's just I just feel like I have the knowledge for like no reason at all like I didn't I never learnt it properly that's good though I could never I am really bad at baking or cooking in general but yeah okay so your answer was macarons right so what I want to do yeah to eat what I want to do in this activity is someone pick a savory someone pick a sweet and so my answer is going to be lasagna and we have to now create a dish together that combines elements of both of them and ideally pitch it but don't know if we're gonna do that yeah we don't have anyone to pitch it to our audience uh. <laughs> <laughs> they so can just how be would you combine yeah okay so how would you combine macarons and lasagna wait well, are like, they both no macarons are french yeah both are like kind of layered in a sense so there's like kind of some kind of filling in the middle so i was thinking what if we made like um a dessert lasagna okay so which because there's there's With only two parts macarons. of the macarons which is the biscuit part and the cream part so which part do you want to use yeah so like i would use i would use the lasagna as a concept rather than actual like using a lasagna noodles hey and no sauce. that's a cop-out no that's not a cop-out it's called being creative and using inspiration rather than directly using the elements. No, but that was the point of the game. Is that it's it's hard because you're combining sweet and savory. I so hate sweet and savory combinations. You're ruining my game for me. <laughs> I, it's like I have a weird thing where I just hate when something is sweet. It is like put in a dish with something that's savory. Really. I'm waiting for someone to change my mind, but honestly, so far, no one has. So Not not a single thing that you like is both sweet and savoury? No. Hmm. I mean, you can try make me remember, but from memory, I don't think I Like do. salted caramel. Salted caramel isn't as good as normal caramel for me. Oh, I love salted caramel. Okay, then. Fine, then. Okay, but I still want to hear your idea, though. So, if you take the concept of lasagna... And combine it into macarons. What is your dish? So I would have kind of... um, I don't know what I would use to replace the noodle. So I would have the cream. The noodle. It's something soft. Because macarons are so sweet though. Like they are incredibly sweet. No. Yes they are. You can get ones that aren't as sweet. And you're not meant to eat a lot of them at once anyway. They're so yummy, but they're so they they are really sweet though. I think. What macarons are you getting? Oh, mate, wait, maybe that's because the flavors that I like aren't as sweet. Oh, do you like Earl Grey or something? Like I like the dark chocolates and the um, pistachio. Pistachio is nice. It's not pistachio is less sweet. Like, and I like the like raspberry, the lemon, like the ones that are a bit more tangy. Lemon's my favourite. I love lemon. Let's continue with the idea. Okay, okay, okay. Finish this off and then we can we need actually... We deviating. Let's, okay, finish off your pitch to me and then we're going to start on our actual topic. Which I still don't know. Yep. Um, yeah. So basically for the noodle, I would probably replace it with um, some sort of fruit. And because um, you know how the sauce has some bite to it? in lasagna i would probably has a bit of meat in it yeah like so it has a bit of bite it's not just like sauce um yeah i would probably put something i do not know what in the cream to um replicate that kind of feeling oh nuts maybe nuts oh i don't oh my god maybe chopped up pistachios you know in a pistachio cream (gasps) whoa 
Yeah, pistachio cream. We're actually this okay. Mark the date, twenty sixth of February. This is when we're um starting your future cafe like <laughs> ideas. <laughs> um, and I then found your signature dish. And then, like you know, when you bake the lasagna, you get the crisp little crispy bits as well. Yeah, those would be crumbled macaron shells. But I think when you bake macarons, you already get that. Like you get that hard. Um, it's not exactly crispy, but it's a bit. It like, is. It's like crispy and then chewy in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So I would yeah. crumble macaron shells for the to replicate the crispiness of the lasagna's top layer. Oh, this is nice. I would try it. I would actually try it. I love sweet things. Um, okay. So, topic is technology. But in what sense? You're talking to someone that's yeah. doing computer science. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you think that kids now are growing up with way too much technology and yes. aren't experiencing like the the fun of life i guess it's not about the fun of life because i generally think that the fun of life can also be found in technology and the world that is changing with the technology right now i don't think it's the fact that like kids need to go out and play and stuff because different people will enjoy different things and like even now with technology there are still kids that enjoy sports like there will always be people with different interests i think like saying kids not going out is a very generalized kind of thing but i definitely would say um to some extent all of this technology is hindering their growth growth in a social way or like educational um social i think we have kind of learned that we can survive without like physically seeing people like seeing everyone in a sense with like the whole pandemic yeah like i've realized that i personally although i'm an extrovert i enjoy being inside and at home in front of my computer watching something rather than putting myself at a party or in like a group setting depending on the people isn't that really what extroverts do like not necessarily parties but it's like you would rather hang out with people than hang out by i think i'm on the border because like I do. I mean, I guess it's not necessarily either one or the other. There's yeah, the in between. I do crave like, like meeting people, but it's like I love meeting people, but I don't love being randomly put into a group situation. Like I like being able to be somewhat in control, if you know what I mean. I get what you mean. And I think that's honestly most people, though. It's. I think a lot of it is my character because I don't know if you've realised, but I'm a natural leader. Right. In the sense that I will... Well, if no one else is willing to lead... Yeah. Because I'm okay with, like, following someone because I'm kind of sick of being the leader. Like, um, but if no one steps up to that role and, like someone needs to i will all the time yeah yeah because uh i just feel like you always need some sort of direction and someone needs to provide that direction i'd say that i'm i'm deviating so much i know (laughs) but it's fine i'd say that i'm a leader too in a group group task situation um i just don't like other people not doing things and you know how because i've talked to people before and they're just like oh just don't do it you know it shouldn't all be down to you but i think i care about like maybe they just don't care about their grades but i care about my grades enough that like i would be willing to do the entire part for them just so i get my good Mm. grade um but even if it's i would do that though even if it's not in a grading context I would st- I I feel like I'm pretty good leader. 
I do my leadership like roles. Our leadership styles are very different. You're very like chill, nice, and relaxed. I'm very angry. <laughs> I'm just an angry person a lot of the time. I think it's um not true to say I am relaxed. I mean, maybe I maybe that's like, what it seems like to the other people, but I stress just, so much. Like, not I relax as in, like, you personally. I know you stress a lot. But um, I think it's, like, the approach that you take to the leadership. Like, you're a much nicer person and I'm a much more harsh person. Okay. We're total opposites. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're actually total opposites. But not... Not in a um, conflicting way. Because I've... Weirdly complimentary. Yeah, because I have been in, like, a friendship before with a person who's actually completely opposite. And it was definitely conflicting. I just chose not to see it. But I feel like if I'm going to be really honest, I don't think that this, like, our relationship is like that at all. I feel like we get along pretty well. Like, I feel like there are times that I get pissed. Yeah. But, like, I get pissed at everyone. Oh, my God. What is it? What are the times? I think it was, um... It was one of the times when you were overly nice and you weren't trying... Well, you weren't accepting my, like, really harsh opinion about something or someone it's usually those situations really i always think it's situations where i stress and i'm coming to you and i'm just like i don't know what to do like i'm you stressing is fine you stressing is fine because um i think that's a natural thing to do and i find it uncomfortable that i don't stress outwardly like that when i'm stressed i just get angry (laughs) Okay, so I was editing our episode, and I actually disagree with something that I said before. It was the question about what do we like about each other, and you, I mean, since it's brought up, I'm going to mention it now, but you said that you like and admire how I can be really nice, but I can sometimes be overly nice, right? Yeah. Um, And then we we went on to the topic about how... You, you said that if someone does something to hurt you, even if you know it's in good... Even if you know that they did it with good intentions, you might not forgive them because it still hurt you at the end of the day. Whereas I said that it doesn't matter whether I got hurt or not. It's as long as their intentions were good, then I can forgive. And honestly, like, it's still true. But the part is that I don't think it's a good way to always think like this because it's come back and like it's really hard to move on I think if if you just have this very clear um like definition of of when to forgive someone and I'm now like stuck in a place where you don't know how to move on I don't know what to do yeah mm. because part of me is saying like oh you you need to um forgive them because what they did wasn't wasn't done with bad intentions but then the other part of me is saying yeah but you still got hurt so now I'm just stuck here and it's times like this when I wish I had a bit more like the logical side of me that's just like oh my god stop it get over it um yeah. yeah. Okay, bring okay. it back. Back, back, so back to, to technology, the though. <laughs> um, yeah, I watched this um, podcast, uh, Off the Pill. Have you ever heard I of it? I think I have. Ryan Higa? Yeah, I have heard of it. I just haven't listened to it. I really like his podcast. I haven't listened to it in a while. But he did mention, I think they kind of talked about this topic before. And something that he mentioned that I've never thought about before was that people actually rely on technology for happiness right like people have grown up in this world where you can't just reverse it and just take it away if you just take away their social media for a day 
although they might be relying it relying on it in an unhealthy way they're still gaining happiness Mm. from it i guess so if you take it away from them they might just fall into like this really dark place because they need to be able to talk to people on there they need to be able to like Mm. escape the world and stuff so obviously it's not entirely bad i think like in addition to that like um have you seen all of those youtube videos of like influencers deleting social media for a day and seeing how they feel i haven't but i actually did do that once yeah but i feel like that never is going to be a true representation because you know that after this certain amount of time i will be back on there rather than like it being a permanent takeaway and you having to adapt to the new situation oh yeah yeah that's true yeah and like with your point your question not your point about um kids these days um growing up with too much technology i said i agree earlier before we deviated (laughs) um but this is my point of view i do tutor younger kids um like kids in late primary school and i have a younger cousin in primary school who's currently in year six i think um and so recently i found a bunch of books from when i was younger um it was like i didn't have the harry potter set i only had the last book and i had um basically hunger games the fold in our stars and some books from when i was younger like the enid blyton stories wait do you still have those books yes i do I haven't given them away yet. So I was kind of thinking, who do I know that I can give these to? Because like throwing them away would be such a waste. And I feel like donating them, I would never know if it went to a good cause. Do you want to donate Hunger Games to me? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'll give it to you another time. But (laughs) um, basically it's like... I've heard that donations, they don't actually keep everything. They only keep a really small percentage. So I was like, I was just really looking for someone to take them off my hands and would like benefit from them because I no longer benefit from their existence in my life. So I was, I told my mom to ask my aunt if um, my younger cousin, whose name I will not reveal, wants these books and um so my aunt put my younger cousin on the phone and like my mom was asking like oh there's like um I forgot what my mom actually said but she's like oh there's a lot of books here like Kelly used to read them when she was younger all the time they're really fun and we have like all the sets do you want them and my cousin was like no like a very dead straight up no and like immediate no she didn't even think about it but can you really attribute that to technology because Um, books are still a big part of a child's growing up like even today i'd say i can like for i don't i wouldn't say like this is every single kid because i do know like i do tutor kids and like a lot of them, like, some of them still do read, like, really heavily. I have a girl in U6 reading Game of Thrones. Even I haven't read that. Yeah. And, like, it's like there are kids these days that still read a lot, enjoy reading. I just feel like the technology that's available to them now isn't the best for them to some extent. Like... I Do you mean social that, like, media? No, not just social media. Like, social media in some sense, like, it gives these kids really unrealistic expectations of their future. But I feel like we all had that when we were younger. Like, if you asked me when I was, like, in kindy, what um, what do you want to do? I would have been, like... I want to be an astronaut and like if you asked me in year two or three I would have been like I want to be prime minister of Australia really wait is that true that you actually want yes to be? that is that but is I think true that, I, I don't think like that's them being creative though 
but it's just like um I wasn't thinking about that in a very monetary sense and like living a good life and I just feel like the expectation that like the people these influences on social media like are very unrealistic for these kids as well so like the like kind of lavish life being free not having to work kind of like expectation and like kind of there's also a very unrealistic expectation that everyone can make it when in reality we just don't see everyone that doesn't it's the same in like the idol industry which is another industry that's like very heavily influencing younger kids nowadays um like in some senses like this kind of exposure i don't think should be happening at such a young age okay so there's a few things that i want to touch on there because i think that i did agree with some points um but firstly how old are these kids that you're talking about I'm talking about, like, up to year three. Okay, because I think that it's important for a kid to go through that phase where they can just dream about unrealistic things. Like, but how, I feel for like, example, uh, you know, you I wanted, wanted to, to be an astronaut. Yeah, and it's like, it's not, it's not harmful to do that. It's just, I think, I wouldn't say, like, that itself is the main reason but that is one of my reasons and i think um it's just there's also this negative influence i don't know if you've heard about you know hayley fam no oh you don't actually don't know her i thought everyone knew so she's a youtuber yeah no so she's a pretty big youtuber and I was watching her videos at one point, I think because she collabed with some other person that I watch, or, like, she was mentioned somewhere, and, um, basically, I heard that there was this whole issue with the fact that she dropped out of high school because she started getting success, and she just felt that the high school system wasn't benefiting her at all, so she never finished high school, and I think... There's, I don't think that's an issue for her, but to think that there's little kids out there watching her and also thinking that it's okay for them to just not care and drop out of school because they can be like her and earn all that money and just live a life with, like, riches, um, luxury brand cars, luxury brand, like... Wait, um, how old is she? Belongings. She's around our age. Oh, wow. Wait, let me double check that. Um, I don't know. Like, people... If... if I think she's younger than us. Like, people obviously get up to that stage where they realise that there's certain things I just can't achieve, but it's just nice to dream about it, right? And I honestly think that that's what she's most 20. people... Oh, okay. She's a year older than us. She's born in 2000. A year and a little bit older than you as well. Yeah. But I just think that, like, this expectation that is available to younger kids is just a bit more extreme because it's just... It makes them reject everything except for that. Like... Actually, I guess that's true because I'm now thinking about this year three, now year four guy that I used to tutor... And I remember we went into a conversation about what he wants to do when he's older. And he told me that in year 10, his friends and him are going to move out together and become gaming YouTubers. But I I don't think that that was a problem. Like, I didn't, like, think, oh, my God, this is bad. Because I think that, obviously, when he gets up to year 10, he's going to realize that that's an unrealistic goal but right now, it's just a fun thing to think about. Mm. I just feel like if even at year 10, I didn't really have like specific career aspirations. So I just stayed in high school and like took the traditional route. Um, no, but you don't need to know what you want to do to know what you don't want to do. Yeah. And I think like it's just 
everyone needs that extra safety net when you don't want to do when you don't know what you want to do just continue like leaving your options open rather than cutting something off but like i think some of these influences although the they themselves have not made bad choices for themselves it might leave an impression on younger kids that they can also just do that drop out of school i don't need education i'm going to pursue this but what these kids might not realize is these people had at that point already set themselves up for everything like they were already at a stage where they could like financially support themselves and they didn't need the schooling system itself see realistically i don't see that happening though like it might happen but like for you to legally drop out of high school you need to be year 10 right and Um, not you need i think in australia i'm not sure though no people did it in my school like i don't know it's like to legally say that you finished high school is oh if you finish your year 10 then you get that certificate i forgot what it was called and then if you want your hsc your higher school certificate then you would have to go up to year 12 but yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could drop out of school at any point in time because it's a personal choice. I don't think they can force you to go back to school. No, you have to attend, like, you have to legally attend school up until a certain point. And Wait. then you have to either um, say that you are working or you, you have to prove that you're working or you're working towards getting some kind of certificate like going to TAFE for you to actually be able to drop out though. Oh, they said Oh no, this is Victoria, but the li- 17 I think it's 16 years old. Oh, this is No, cuz I know people who've dropped uh, out South before. South Australia is 16. It's different in every state. I think. But anyway, my point is just that um like just dreaming about it isn't much of a problem and I think you know like if if that's your goal when you're a young kid like you're 10 or something you're thinking about it then I think it's the like parents have to reinforce the idea that education is important Mm. but if you're at that age year 10 I think there you do have some level of reasonable judgment actually you know what not everyone does you do yeah. I wouldn't say, like, everyone does. I'd say, like, some people do. Because even now, at our age, I just... I genuinely feel like some people just aren't mature enough. No, I know. But I think that in year 10, um, assuming that my knowledge of year 10 dropout thingy is correct, I think that most people understand that education is important, but they drop out thinking education is not for me. Mm, You know, like they realize, okay, this is, you know, I don't think think that's the case for everyone. I think that's the case that we personally see, but I don't think that would represent everyone. I can't really, I don't think we can really speak for it because we personally don't have that view. But I just think it's like the possibility itself is something that technology has brought about, in a sense. Something that I can think of growing up is that watching High School Musical, (laughs) I believed that that was what a high school was. And I wanted to go to, um, what is it called? East... I don't know what it's called. High. But I don't remember. But it's like, I think... A lot of our expectations of high school, because American media is so dominant in our lives, is the American version of high school and a very dramatized version of it. I didn't have that because I had my older brother and, like, I just looked at him and I was like, oh, he's a nerd. Done. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Really? Okay. But, um, I just don't know. I just don't think we personally can speak that and say that everyone's going to be like us or like the people that we knew. 
it's just because there's such a wide variety of people in the world and like their choices would be so different to ours and we might not understand their choices because it conflicts with ours so much sometimes but I just feel like technology is rather than I'd say technology to some extent is benefiting these kids in like it removes some redundancies in life like things that normally you would have to do but now you don't have to do it makes lives easier which is a good thing but to some extent it's making it so easy that these kids aren't learning the same things or learning in the same way and that might not be beneficial to them. I mean yeah they're not going to learn in the same way because they have that technology but I think that it could be beneficial like for example um I guess it's it's like it it, it is beneficial but I don't think it's for everyone and at the same time my cousin in music still doesn't know how to write hold a pen properly like the proper way of holding it because i don't hold it the proper way like no one none of us hold it the proper way but like she just doesn't write properly and i like the like a lot of the kids like their work that i mark their writing is so terrible or they're really 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 slow because they're so used to typing right yeah and like when i tell them oh in basically in the hsc or like in high school exams do they know about hsc already i i tell them about it how old are they they're year six Six? year six but like it's like in high school exams in english exams you write essays right they know about writing essays and i told them how long my essays were and the time limit and they were shocked because they barely write half of that they're not even writing half of it Random thing, did you always get new books in English? What do you mean? Like, you know the booklet for essays? How you have that book and then you can be given a second book no, if you finish it? I know. What, what booklet for essays? I'm so confused. Wait, what? No, like HSC essays, like English essays. Oh, so like you're the given paper? lined book. Oh, yeah. Um, I was like, what book for essays? Um for exams yeah uh we got just loose paper and i think usually they put at least like five to six sheets on everyone's table because they knew that we wrote a lot wait a second no for the actual hsc actual hsc yeah oh everyone in my grade asked for extra paper no but wait is there no standard for aren't you given that booklet like of just pages in the HSC exam itself, yes, but in the school exams, we got the school paper. Like, it literally has the school logo on it. Oh, we had, like, very similar to the HSC. It was literally in that, like, stapled up, you open it like a book, and there's just lines in it. Our question papers were, like, identical to the HSC, but not the actual paper that we wrote on, because I think it was, like, it was just for convenience when it comes to marking. I think I... Oh, my handwriting changed so much. I think I averaged like six words per line by the, like by the second paragraph, because I just I write averaged so big. ten words per line, and my writing handwriting is consistent, and I wrote five to six pages. Oh whoa! I think I wrote the same amount five to in six in forty minutes. Yeah, it depended on like the topic and which essay it was because like there were definitely essays that were longer yeah i don't think i ever properly did like mod b i think i i think i also i mean five to six pages as in five to six sheets are they not the same thing a sheet and a page a page is one side a sheet is both sides i hate when people mix it up okay this is just weird to me because a sheet is like a sheet of paper no, 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 I, I, I know, but like you were given like loose leaf paper. It was essentially coloured. Um, it's colour coordinated in terms of which um paper it is. So like, it, if it was like module A or like common module, it would be a different colour, so that it's easier to tell the difference when marking. Okay. And um, yeah, it was just like a piece of paper with lines printed on it and the school logo. It was the same for maths as well. 
and like Matt would use different colors for three U, four U, and two U to tell the difference when marking so that they didn't mix up pe- uh, kids' papers, as well as they use different colors at the same time for different grades so that they don't mix up papers as well. It was very coordinated. Oh, we just had those books. Yeah, all of our things. I I can't even explain. Were... But you know what I mean by books, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like a like booklet. booklets. Yeah, yeah. And I thought you were talking about like a writing book where like there's exercise inside, <laughs> and you fill that out. Anyway, so technology. <laughs> oh, have you heard? Um, the. I think apparently they're planning to replace the OC and selective test with like a computerized version. For real? Yeah, I don't know if it's happening, but it's a plan. Like, it's like how they changed NAPLAN as well. Oh, yeah, now it's on the computer, isn't it? And I'm like, at the end of the day, when these kids get to HSE and like. But what if they change HSE too, you know? No, it's like school exams as well. I don't think they would change school exams to digital for, like, quite a few years because, like, the actual upfront cost of it is so high, like, developing the systems for it to run properly and smoothly as well as making sure that no one's cheating and just making sure that there's no, like, random errors or, like, oh, if you click a certain option, it jumps to a different option and stuff like that. But I guess, like, what benefit does writing your essay out hand handwritten versus computer have on your future though i think it's just something we've stuck with for a long time like but i get at the that end it's of the just... day i don't think that there will be a time where no one needs to write by hand at like to any extent no no i'm not saying that we just throw out every single thing that we need to write with, like, hand. But I'm saying that, um, like, I'm imagining them changing the HSE to being just digital. And mm. in terms of, like, um, like, learning to write fast and, I don't know, do, do you get what I'm trying to say, though? I kind of do, like, it's like... Like, I can't exactly think of examples. I don't use that skill anymore. Exactly, because, like... I I don't, like, that writing... I always had very fast writing speed. Like, I was always just, like, super-duper fast growing up and, like, in HSE as well. So what are you not good at, huh? But... (laughs) But, um, basically, um... Currently, I just don't feel like that's a useful skill to me. It doesn't matter to me. Other than, like, me at work doing the test faster than the kids. Aren't you competing against, like, year six? Like, actually, like, I write all the working out out because I have to explain it to them. And I'm also marking other stuff at the same time. So, like, I have to work very fast for that. Okay, yeah. Um... Because I don't want to bring stuff home to do. Because if I bring stuff home to do, I'm not paid for it. Um, But it's just... I definitely feel like, to some extent, it's a good skill to have. Just not to the extent that I'm meant to write a six to seven sheet essay in 40 minutes. Okay, this is um, another thing that you brought up before. Because you said that your kids who you tutor, they don't... Like, their handwriting's really poor. Mm, it's so poor. Yeah. And they write so slowly. Like, uh, so I watched... Do you want me to explain more or do you have a question about it? Just explain. So I watched them while they do the test, yeah. Who? Because so, I'm... The kids. So I'm trying to monitor their pace. Wait, wait, wait. To make What's sure... What's the word that you said? What? The Marve? I watched them while they do the test. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I watch them while they do the test to make sure that they're pacing themselves properly because, like, it's time limit. They need to know how to work. They need to plan, they need to write, and then they need to proofread. Yeah? Yeah. So I want to teach them how to pace themselves 
to make sure that they're hitting all of that and they're not wasting extra time like either finishing too early or not finishing their writing. And I just see them write and I'm like, it's so slow. They're like slowly forming their letters, but it's not even neat. Wait, really? <laughs> like, like they write, like they're slowly writing their letters, but it's not neat. Like I wouldn't, oh, it's painful to think about. But it's so hard to read their writing sometimes. And um, it's like, I have this one kid, not in the selective child test class, but like in a normal class. And um, it's like his writing is all over the place and it just looks like big circles and lines. <laughs> it doesn't look like words. Oh. I've gotten so much better at reading handwriting because of these kids. Uh, be, a, be an English teacher then. You have to be good at deciphering like- handwriting. Yeah, it's just like, um, I see them write like this and I'm like, you've been going to schools for six years, seven years, because kindy, and you haven't kind of cleaned up your handwriting okay, at all. Because the handwriting that they had was the handwriting that I expected from like, okay, someone in and, kindy. And because you haven't been a year six for a while what are you basing this against though like what if that's the standard for a year six kid and um, you think that it isn't just because my standard for you... a year six kid is either my handwriting when i was in year six or the handwriting of me in kindy and i i have those books i saw them recently so i can tell and it's just like i think as a child for us when we were going through the school system there was such an emphasis on teaching us how to form our letters like you remember the handwriting books yes yeah the with the it's the blue yeah. one right i don't know if it's, it's the one with like so like the they mermaids. have the line the, the all the they have the multiple lines to tell you like oh where your like why hook should end and like well yeah your tall letters should end yeah yeah. And like the the actual scale and also like it had the light grey printing for like you to like trace over and then the blank space for you to write it yourself. No, I remember in year one we did that and um I, I don't know why, like why I was this kind of person, but I got mad at the other person for looking onto my work and I told <laughs> the teacher on cooking. them <laughs> And then she's like what are you talking about? Like, cute there's child. nothing. There's nothing to copy. Like, you're both you're just writing copying. letters. You're literally copying what's written in the book in your own hand. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's like we. There was such a huge emphasis on that at that point. And then, like, all I hear from my aunt about my cousin was that one time where um she asked us. Oh, do kids really need to have an iPad for school? When my cousin was like, I think in year two ish, and asked for an iPad. At that. Oh, this brings me a good topic thingy. Not topic. Sorry, I com- com- I completely cut you off. Oh, that was literally my point. Wait. Okay. Sorry. Um, so I was tutoring this girl yesterday, and she's in year seven right now, and she told me that. In her primary school last year, they could opt out of homework. I was so surprised. Like, the school... And and I was talking to her mum, and they were saying that, like, they were moving towards a no-homework system, and they were allowing people to not do homework. I think no-homework is fine. Is it? Because um, I've seen studies and, like, comparisons with, like, um, places overseas... And, like, there are schools that don't give out homework, but it's up to a certain age, I think. And it's also um, the fact that they emphasise, instead of doing homework, kids should be experiencing different things. But from my perspective, like, right now, like, I think if the kid does opt out of homework, they're just going to be at home gaming or something. I guess so, yeah. Um, It just depends what is replacing the homework. Because you always need something to replace it. Like, 
or try and make the kid interested in some other activities that they can learn about and like also that also would allow them to explore more parts because I just know now as like like I regret that I didn't kind of do other things as a kid it wasn't an option for me like extracurricular things yeah like um also like kind of taking lessons in other things like taking sport lessons taking gymnastics lessons um and kind of doing stuff that us like learning things that school doesn't teach did you ever have gymnastics in school yes we had gymnastics in school but it was terrible yeah it's not proper like learning gymnastics kind of thing but it's just like I think if you do replace the homework with those kinds of experiences, I think that's justified. But if you replace the homework with the kids staying at home and gaming or watching drama all day, I do not condone that. Okay, so, yeah, I agree. It reminds me of um, the the value of the next best alternative. (laughs) Um, So I was... Opportunity cost. Don't even... No, this this is a fun podcast, Kelly. Do not... OC equals rise over run in a PPC. Why did they teach it as run over rise then? No, they didn't. She accidentally said that. And then when she wrote it, she fixed it. Oh. Yes. Pay attention to the lecture. I do. Are we we keeping this part in the podcast? (laughs) Randomly Um, talk about a lecture that they have no context for. You know, if you did it, then you would know what people. Enough people will probably know about it. Um, but I was I was tutoring my student today, and um, I don't know if this is a common problem or not, but she isn't really good at understanding. Like, um, okay, so basically we were doing graphs, and the scale didn't go up, so. It went up by 10s. Actually, it went up by 20s, but they didn't put the 10s in. So they put every second number mm. in. And there was one yeah. that it was like 35. So it was technically between two things, right? And I was like, okay, mm. what number does 35 fall in between? Like, and and I don't know. Like, she, she can't, she can't answer that um, confidently. She tells me like, oh, it's, like, 65 is bigger than 35. And I don't know how to teach her that it isn't. Because it's, like, I think this is... Did you say, like, how to teach her it isn't? Yeah. That, like... She said 65 is bigger than 35. That is true. Oh, sorry, but, sorry, like, no, not no, no, in the no, context. smaller, smaller. Like, six... Okay, sorry. Oh! Sorry, I said it wrong. Okay, that's um, concerning. That's concerning. <laughs> so she was saying, like, she doesn't know where, like, the number 35 falls in between, like, which two numbers. Is it, wait, what grade is she in? Three right now. I don't know if that's the level of a year three, but this why, seems why to be, Why are you like, teaching her graphs in year three? Um, like, picture graphs and stuff. Why? That's stuff that she learns. What? Without learning number line? No, like, I think they've learned it If they before. do number line, it's then just, she no- should know that. Then she didn't. No, she's like properly learned the number line. No, like she's learned that before because in other questions, she knows how to do it. But it's like sometimes she gets stuck and like um, she takes a quite a long time to do like something plus two, something plus one. You know, like I don't think she understands like seven is right mm. next to the number eight. Um, and I I just don't know. It's just I think then she doesn't have the basic foundation for you to move on. Um, even if she has learnt it before, like, she only understands it in certain contexts. So, like, it's, like, you need her to understand it in every single context before you yeah, move on. And I don't think that's your fault. I think that's a fault in our education system that doesn't cater for everyone in general. Yeah. Okay, I have another story about technology, though. Um, so, mm. back to the... Uh, year six moving into year seven girl that I tutor so um so her teacher right now I think is very into the idea that students need to know their mental maths before relying on calculator which I agree with yeah I agree with that although like I don't know my mental math now but it's like to the point that she 
they're not allowed to use calculator. Uh, it's not like encouraged. And yeah, that's normal. The teacher literally told her to find the square root of a five-digit number, and they had to do this using. It depends what school she goes to. But and like, in my head, no, is it normal? Year seven? No, no, no. I taught a year seven that does have it does have that topic in their class, like to find certain things without calculators and i do remember in year seven there were quite a few exams without calculators because if you do have calculators it just made the exam way too easy because the topics in year seven were that easy really okay anyway though they haven't even like learned algebra yet but they've already algebra comes later no i know but they've already started on um She's a year seven doing the Cambridge year eight book. But they've already started on index laws. Wait. But I don't algebra know Algebra, it comes before indices because indices you shouldn't do with real numbers because then the kids will just find the actual value. Yes. I'm just, I, I'm just confused on this. I'm just confused about the entire education system in general <laughs> this and po- um this podcast episode is um back technology to education. plus education again because like i do feel like technology has a positive impact on education in the way that there's so many more materials available now to kids but it's also like are these kids taking these materials and using them because i think there's a mismatch in the current like parents and the current kids because it's like the parents aren't as familiar with the technology while the kids are growing up in a state where there is a lot of technology so the parents would be either more against it or just don't know how to regulate it and how to give them kind of exercises that are technology based and educational that's why I feel like we actually grew up in a really good time. Like the end of the night. 90- when technology. Yeah. When technology came for us, we were old enough for us to have basic knowledge and then use it for a good thing. And also bad things because people do game and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, did you Do you remember in primary school how you had, I don't know if you had this in your primary school, um, lunch orders you put it in this basket and you write your order on this brown paper bag yes yeah <laughs> and okay. you write your name in your class and what you want to order and then they write the total for you and you give them the money yeah and at lunch you collect the basket one person What's in your, your class brown collects paper the basket bag again. for your class it's the same brown paper bag and like they hand out all the paper bags with all the food inside to everyone yeah yeah but like you know and i remember um do you remember for src's meetings how people would come up with random ideas i wasn't src so i don't know oh wait you didn't have like meetings within class though where like the class no, would no. oh okay well um we had this so it would be the src reps and then they would host the meetings in class and the class would come up with ideas and then they'd write it down and pass it on to their actual SRC meetings. And so, mm. um, like, I remember this person, I, I don't even know who, but one of the ideas was, like, create, like, a um, like a cable car kind of situation so that people wouldn't have to walk down to the, like, carrying a whole bucket of this, like, these lunch orders and they, it could just be delivered to the room, right? And it's, it's just like kind of like really out there and not possible kind of ideas. Yeah, but like you know, nowadays you just order online. Hey, didn't I, think. I just say, I didn't. Didn't I recently have that suggestion? Like going from upper campus to lower campus. Oh yeah, have but a cable like car around the uni, <laughs> carrying people around. I hate walking up Bassa steps. Oh yeah. A whole episode <laughs> this on this is a full circle moment. Whole episode on why we hate walking up from lower to upper. <laughs> we could just bring in every uni kid. We in. need that. We need that. Um, I think we should also start wrapping up because we have our meeting in a few minutes. Oh yeah, we do. Um. Anyway, yeah. So do we have final comments. Um. Final comments is that technology is 
definitely beneficial. I don't think that it should be taken away from kids, but I think that it should just be utilised in a better way so that they're able to be educated a bit better. I think it it should also be used in a controlled manner so they're not just using it for other purposes where they would kind of not benefit from it and also kind of learn bad things and um it's just there are there is so much potential for technology it's just I don't think there are the means to kind of make it beneficial to younger kids yet like the benefits weren't like younger kids now won't actually be able to benefit from the benefits because they're too young like i i just think it's not that great of an idea with the like the current setting that these kids are so exposed to technology and like kind of always wanting tech and always like because tech is so expensive it's an easy way out for the parents because you know just hand a screen to them the child is satisfied and they're occupied for like hours but it's also at the same time that kind of trade-off isn't very good in certain circumstances particularly educational and social because these kids aren't on social media yet and they shouldn't be because they shouldn't be exposed to that world yet. yeah yeah but i i think they are yeah. you know uh, like even youtube yeah they are they definitely are yeah because they just use their parents account or they just don't log in and they can still access content um i think on that note we should be finishing off our episodes so i think i want to do another conversation about technology yeah i'll bring this up later with you but for now um please like and subscribe if you're on youtube follow on every single platform and also rate our podcast on apple podcasts and let people know about our amazing content and my amazing questions about being worms and having a podcast as worms so everyone can join in on that conversation particularly oh my god i just thought of something (laughs) what if we like get big enough that we make shirts that say like i think we are deviating (laughs) (laughs) we say that every episode now yeah um and even now we are deviating okay, yeah. from the end of the I don't podcast. think we even realize it though. But yes, thank you everyone for watching and listening to this week's episode. Next week, Sunday, 1pm, we'll have a new episode up. So tune in for that. Um, click the notification bell or turn on notifications by following us on whatever platform. On Instagram because we post about every single episode that goes up. Yes. Um, So thanks everyone once again and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.